from in the beginning to the musical apocalypse, this is The Bible Says What. I'm your host, Mike Wiseman. Before we begin today's regularly scheduled program, I would like to give a quick shout out to my new best friend, Erica Rice. Thank you, Erica, for being not just a friend of the show, but a best friend. You too can be immortalized in BSW history and score some cool swag, all while supporting the show. Simply go to patreon.com forward slash BSW the podcast and sign up to be a patron today. That being said, at about the five and a half minute mark of today's episode, I mix up my biblical punishments. I falsely claim that the punishment stated in Deuteronomy 25, 11 through 12 for grabbing the testicles of your husband's attacker was to be stoned to death. I mix words and misspeak constantly, but I felt this one was a bit too much and needed addressing. It is written in Deuteronomy 25, 11 through 12, that if two men are fighting and the wife of one of them comes to rescue her husband from his assailant and she reaches out and seizes him by his private parts, you shall cut off her hand, show her no pity. What a disgusting and barbaric rule set forth by the loving Christian deity. The Bible is full of ridiculous rules and guidelines. Here's another gem brought to us by the authors of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 25, 7 through 10. However, if a man does not want to marry his brother's wife, she shall go to the elders at the town gate and say, my husband's brother refuses to carry on his brother's name in Israel. He will not fulfill the duty of a brother-in-law to me. Then the elders of his town shall summon him and talk to him. If he persists, saying, I do not want to marry her, his brother's widow shall go up to him in the presence of the elders, take one of his sandals off, spit in his face, and say, this is what is done to the man who will not build up his brother's family line. That man's line shall be known in Israel as the family of the unsandaled. Impregnate your sister-in-law or get spat on, one of your sandals stolen, and get your family name changed to the unsandaled. When I hear this, my mind immediately goes to Yahweh just sitting in his flashy throne, thinking shit up, finding everything he comes up with to be perfect, including the comical family name given to this unwilling procreation participant. I'm shocked the Christian deity didn't want this poor guy to be stoned to death. Let's start the show. Is there anything in the Bible that you yourself have an issue with? <laughs> okay, so it took you reading the Bible to realize that those things were bad for you? Yeah, it actually did. I, I didn't figure this out on your own? No, Ted, Ted Bundy could be redeemed. God doesn't kill children. Does, what do you think the Passover was? Yahweh sets up a whole system in the Old Testament where you slaughter animals just so he's able to forgive you. Today's special guest is award-winning Christian author John Jarman. Welcome to the show, John. Thanks for having me, Michael. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for taking the time. Yeah. So I heard you wrote a new book. It's called Broken yeah. and Redeemed. Why don't you yeah. tell us a little bit about it? Um, well, it's it, in a quick snippet. It's it's my life story and how I met God and all the good, the bad, and the ugly that went along with that. Um, you know, because as, as we move closer to God, I think we it causes us to do a, <clears throat> excuse me, a, a self-reflection. 
And, and I think that's where, you know, being a Christian and in the walk with God, that's where it gets a little messy because you gotta have, you gotta start looking inside yourself and, and seeing, you know, where, where your, where your sinful nature is and then what, what, you know, what you do to fix that. And, mm. uh, so that's, that's the book. Um, it's, it's, it's a super vulnerable book. Um, you know, I tell my story, uh, openly and honestly, and, and it's just, uh, it was, it was started in 2014 when my counselor said I needed to write a book and I kind of laughed at her and, uh, <laughs> shared the story with a couple of my friends and they're like, yeah, John, you need to write a book. And then I started it. I had five, five chapters completed and, and I put it on a shelf and it, it wasn't completed until last February. Wow. Um, I was, I was doing my morning Bible study and I came across Hebrews 1036, which says when you're doing the will of God, you have to persevere to get what he promised. And then about an hour later, when I was doing my workout in the gym, I was reading AJ Swoboda's first book, Messy, and he was talking about the will of God. And he said, no one told me, or he said, God didn't tell me if anybody would read this book or buy this book. He just told me I had to write the book. And so those two things happened within about an hour. And I just, I looked up and I said, okay, I got to finish the book. <laughs> and so I committed, I was just getting ready to go on a vacation to the Gulf of Mexico and into and, and South Georgia. And I committed to write in two hours a day and I finished the book in four, in four weeks. Nice. So, so it was just, it was a super spiritual led uh, dump and, and it's turned out fabulous. And, and, you know, I was, I was blessed to, to get on with uh, Arlen huh. Lawrence and her team. She was, she was my editor and she's a scout for Morgan James publishing. And then they picked me up and, you know, here we are a year later, the books out on Kindle right now and all the ebook platforms. Hmm. And, you know, it's just, it's super humbling and surreal. Uh, Cause I didn't know this. And you, did you know there's 1800 ebook platforms? No. <laughs> and my wow. book's on all of them. That's and, awesome. You know, it's, it's like, it's very surreal, thing. you know, so. What a thing, man. What a yeah. thing. That, I, I like that commitment to two hours a day. That's really good. I should probably start yeah. doing that for my next book. Um, it's, it's a really good idea. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's yeah. self-control, that's self-commitment, that's, that's, that's setting a goal and going with it. I love but that. But it's, obe it's obedience. Obedience. You know? Obedience to what? To God. To God. I mean, okay. he, he told me, he said, because those two things, I was just like, okay, he's, the Spirit's talking to me. He wants me to finish this book. And, and the reason why the book sat on the shelf is because I didn't feel I could finish it. Um, and then with the work with my counselor and my spiritual mentor, Scotty Kessler, um, I started, as I started to get closer to God, I wanted to get a deeper meaning of the word. So I enrolled in seminary school and, and I'm eight hours from a master's of theology. And, you know, that background gave me the spiritual side of it to finish this book. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's God's timing, you know, he did, you know, and everything huh. I went through between 2014 and now was so that this book could come to where it is. <clears throat> so, so very interesting. You, you mentioned that you were told my God to write this. Mm -hmm. So how did that work? How, or, or... Well, it's, it's like I said, I was, I was one morning, I was reading Hebrews 10 36 and it said, you know, when you're doing the will of God, you have to persevere to get what he promised. And then, you know, an hour later in A.J. Swoboda's book, who A.J. Swoboda is a doctor of theology, he teaches in a seminary in Oregon, and he's, I've read all his books, he's a phenomenal teacher, uh -huh. and I was reading in his first book, and it's called Messy, because he says, yeah, our life, our life becomes messier after we meet Jesus Christ, <laughs> so, and, you know, in his book, he was talking about the will of God, and he said, God, God did not tell him if anybody would read his book or buy the book, he just said, I have to write it. And mm. so those two things happening within an hour, I went, 
okay, I got to finish my book. Yeah, well, you stumbled upon these things. You, you opened yeah. the Bible to the, I mean, yeah. what if you open the yeah. Bible to the passage where it says, uh, uh, stone the woman who grabs the testicle of the man fighting your husband? <laughs> I mean, what would you have done then? Well, I mean, I, I don't think I would have wrote the book. <laughs> but it's just, you know, it, it's, you know, that's the way God works, you know, and, and he, he, he spoke to me that because I do a, I do a post on my Facebook. It's, it's called My Daily Bread. Yeah. So I was in a series where I was posting every Bible verse in the Bible that had the word promise or some derivative of promise. And, and mm. that, that was the verse that, that morning and it just worked, you know, that's his timing. So, so it was a feeling and then these things yep. that you were reading yep. and all these other, yeah. Yep. So yep. I'm going to, I'm going to present something from the opposite side. Absolutely. My book, same mm -hmm. way. I felt a drive to do this, a need to do this and just get it out to vomit out these words that are stuck in my head mm -hmm. and all these verses. Um, but I wouldn't attribute that to an, anybody else but myself. Mm -hmm. I'm the one that felt that way because I really wanted to do this. I really needed to do this. It was something that I felt a need to get out. But and, mm -hmm. and then you you attribute that. And I listen to all kinds of stuff all the time. Tell them, oh, well, if you have something, mm -hmm. you know, you just need to put it out and write it down. All these. I even listened to a, a, a thing with Stephen King once and it inspired me okay. to, to push forward and go through. Mm -hmm. So who is influencing me at that point? Is it just me and my experiences or would there be an invisible force involved? Well, to me, it was the Holy Spirit. I mean, and that's, that's just what it was. It just well, how do you tell the difference though? That's what I'm getting at here. How do you well, tell the difference it, between the Holy Spirit and yourself? It, it, because I, for me, it's, it's the, the way it came to me mm -hmm. um, and my daily prayer and reading time. And, you know, it was the right there in that point. And, um, you know, that's, that's all I can say on that is it just, that's the feeling I get. It's just the spirit. So we can um, both get the know. same feelings, but you attribute yes. it to a spirit. Yes, I, I which is it. interesting because I yeah. can do the same exact thing without yep. attributing it to a spirit. Mm -hmm. So it's just it, that's how I feel when I, you know, because as I've gotten closer to God, I, I feel like I can hear his voice better, um, giving up the control and everything and, and removing the veil. Mm. Um, I can just I feel like I can see and, he, and, and hear his voice a lot better wow. and see what he's doing in my in my life. So. So. You can see and hear his, sorry, you're his throwing impact. things out yes. here. They're totally yes. baffling to me. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, Joe. Um, so you can see and hear his voice. How does that work? Well, for me, it's just seeing the stuff he's done in my life. I mean, obviously, you know, my spiritual mentor. Well, that wouldn't be a voice man. though, John. Huh? That wouldn't be a voice though. Correct. But that's seeing his actions in my life. So okay, it's, well, it's seeing okay. the actions in my life. So I'll give you an example. So I used uh -huh. to own a training gym and we lost it due to COVID. Hmm. Um, and so I'm, I'm praying about, you know, trying to get out of the lease and all this stuff because we have, we're having to shut down because of COVID and, hmm. you know, trying to get out of this without losing too much money. And, you know, out of the blue of an investor calls me and says, I forgive your debt. Wow. Just release the debt. And, and, you know, to me, that's, you know, I was praying on one thing and I was doing hmm. what I needed to do and being obedient and, 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 you know, in my daily prayer and, and worship and, all of a sudden this guy calls me out of the blue and says, you don't have, I'm going to relieve you of your debt. And it was, it was, there was a few thousand dollars involved in that. And so to me, mm. that's, that's, that's seeing God work in your life because you're, I'm being obedient and he's going to take care of things that, you know, he needs that to ease my burden. And so, you know, seeing that evidence and then, 
you know, hearing his voice, it's, it's, it's a, I'll say it's an unconscious or subconscious when mm-hmm. you pray. Um, and, and you have the quiet time, you know, one of the things I pray about every morning is I ask God what he wants me to pray about. Sometimes I hear some things and sometimes I don't, or sometimes a thought will come into my mind. And to me, when that thought comes into my mind after that, that's him speaking to me. Mm. So, Interesting. So the thoughts are him speaking to you. Your own thoughts are this invisible man's speaking. You know, to I you. wouldn't say they're my thoughts. I, you know, they're, they're, you know, I think it's just, it's, you know, I asked him what he wanted to pray about and I sit and I listen in quiet. And so he you know, the, telepathically the, sends it to you. No, it just, it's the spirit within us. You know, we all have the Holy spirit in it. It says in the Bible that we have the same spirit that Jesus had. So it was and a ghost. So sends you thoughts yep yep so jesus sends or yahweh sends his thoughts telepathically to a ghost and that ghost comes inside of you and gives you a thought wouldn't it be just much easier to say hey i came up with a thought hey this light bulb moment no no you you can i mean if you're not a believer i think but i just seems so complicated john yeah 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 well you mentioned something about praying i think that's awesome that you got your money for that. That's really cool. The guy uh, or the guy forgave your debt mm-hmm. as far as that goes. But I can do the same thing. I have also mm-hmm. had an instance in my life recently where if my wife's schedule changed, which it was about to, we would be in trouble as far as what we would do with the kids, dropping off school, soccer practice, all that mm-hmm. shenanigans in my work and then her work. And then so I prayed to Spider-Man. I prayed to Spider-Man. <laughs> and about a week, one week, before it was the deadline of her schedule change somebody came along and switched schedules with her and even better that schedule is the same one she's on now so because of my prayers and my duty to spider-man i now have no problems with that with with picking up kids dropping off soccer practice and all that shenanigans so Mm -hmm. what is the difference between me praying to spider-man and a, and a ghost coming inside of you and giving you a thought or, or somebody else a thought to, to forgive you. Of well, I mean, if you believe, if you believe that Spider-Man's a higher power, then, you know, I'd say more power to you. <laughs> but I just, you know, for me, it's, it's, you know, my it's, point it's, is you can pray to anybody me, or anything, as long as it's invisible you and you and can't, even, can't I mean, interact with you, it. If you look at, if you look at the 12 step program for AA, Oof. it says you just have to believe in a higher power. It doesn't say what higher power that is. Well, I don't and think that's so, a good thing you know, though. I mean, there's, Huh? I don't think that's a good thing that they do that Pardon with me? AA. I don't think that's a good thing well, that they yeah, put the and, whole higher power yeah, in there because, for I mean, the AA you know, people. There's, there's, you know, you know, there's, there's difference, there's difference of level, and I mean, you know, Christianity is, is, it, it you know, I'm not going to say it's a religion because, you know, in my opinion, Christianity is not a religion. Oh, what is um, it? And it's no, it's a relationship. It's a relationship, relationship with an have with Christ, visible with Christ. person. Yes. Who. Yeah, well, I mean, he I walked mean... on the earth, man, so I don't know if he's invisible. He was is Yahweh, is Yahweh in, visible? In Can we blood. see him? Can we see Yahweh? We can't, but that's Can where we see faith Jesus. comes in. Can we see Jesus? We, we, we cannot see him, but we Can we see the Holy Spirit? But, but we have evidence that he walked on the earth. So. No, we don't have any evidence yes. that that particular yeah. Yeah. Jesus walked the earth. We, we really yeah. don't, but that's a whole other topic. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this, where are we going? Spider-Man told to write the book closer to God. There it is. Moving closer to God. How does one move closer to God? Thank you, John, for all this, by the way. Appreciate well, it. I think it's, I think it's just the, the time you spend in prayer and reading and understanding what the Bible says to, and what you're supposed to do and how you're supposed to act and that type of stuff and being obedient to what the Bible says. Being That's obedient to what the Bible says. Yes. 
Gotcha. Gotcha. And how do you know which parts to be obedient to and which parts not to be obedient to? Well, I mean, there's there, the, the Ten Commandments are one of them. Um, okay, so you know, Old Testament laws are okay. No, Old Testament laws are okay. Even, okay. even though Jesus in the New Covenant, we don't have to, we, we're not saved by the law. We're saved by faith. Okay. okay? So, do you, so do you have to so follow the, laws the law? The laws are there because we're, we're, to, we're to act and behave and to become more Christ-like. So. Gotcha. So the laws are there to teach us to be Christ-like. Yes. Have but you read these you. laws, John? Have I read these? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, not just the Ten Commandments. I'm talking all 613 mm -hmm. Old Testament well, laws. The Ten Commandments, and, and you know, his the greatest commandment Jesus said is to love your neighbor like yourself. Right, but are these laws? That's what he said. Are these laws representing Christ-likeness? In my opinion, yes. Okay, so Leviticus yeah. 21 9, John. Mm -hmm. Let's just let me just throw a random one out here. Okay. If a priest's daughter defiles herself by becoming a prostitute, she disgraces her father. She must be burned in the fire. So do you think that's, that's being Christ-like? Do you think that's being Christ-like? That's the old law. That's, that's not part of it. But see, it's, it, that's the Old Testament and the old law. Right. We the just established that you, think, that you think these the are being Christ-like, right? But the New Covenant, mm -hmm. it, it, it took away because you don't, those, those laws, the New Covenant released those laws to, to, there's no sacrifice needed and anything like that. You just have to confess your sin. And so, so that I would, I would, that is not, I mean, under the new covenant, that wouldn't be there. So you're not supposed to follow this, but you believe it's being Christ-like to do such a thing. To do, to, to do what you said in that verse? No. Oh, so, okay. So not the laws the, aren't being Christ-like. Because Christ -like. the new covenant, the new Testament, the new Testament takes those, those away. You don't have to sacrifice people. You don't have to sacrifice animals well, and anything like that because Jesus was the sacrifice for our sin. That's okay, all in that dandy. Sin, that, yeah. Well, that's all dandy. But what we're getting, what I'm trying to get at here is, what you stated was that these laws are letting us know what Christ likeness is, how to be Christ like, and what I'm seeing in these laws is horrific ideas, not Christ like ideas. And these are laws that Yahweh came up with. Yahweh Jesus, Correct. same person. Yahweh Correct. Jesus and the Holy Spirit, maybe all in yep. one little meeting, said. <laughs> he also finds these laws to be perfect, righteous, and good, John. I don't think that's perfect, righteous, and good. I don't think a lot of these are perfect, righteous, and good. I don't think these are great ideas. I think they're pretty well, bad ideas, also said, actually. I mean, when if you go to the New Testament, when when the when the Pharisees brought the prostitute to him mm -hmm. and said that she should be stoned to death, he said, then you who have not sinned, throw the first stone, and they all walked away. Well, he also right? scolded they, the, the, the Pharisees. Jesus also scolded the Pharisees for not stoning blasphemous children to death. Mm -hmm. So there's that. So, yeah. I don't think these are Christ-like laws. I'm very confused on how you would think that. I mean, you seem like a rational human being. I mean, <laughs> I don't see you going out there burning people at the stake. So no, because I we like I said that that's the old that was Old Testament and the new right. Covenant, but would you want to, John? We don't have to do that. So would you we, want that, to? Sec, no, I wouldn't want to because I don't. Have, Jesus the, the wants new covenant this covenant changed that. Jesus, no, Jesus wanted this. Want that. He changed that all changed when he came on earth. So he changed his mind? And he gave him no, he didn't change his mind. He just the the to get to God and have a relationship with God, he sacrificed himself to forgive us of all our sins. I understand Before, that. Idea. We yeah. didn't have that. We didn't have that. You had to sacrifice animals and you had to do other things to get right with God because of our sinful nature. Mm -hmm. And the new covenant changed all that. 
Right, but what I'm getting at is these are not perfect, righteous, holy, or good. As no, I agree with you. They are stated that they so are. To me, the the the, deep, the the Old Testament I used to feel was the dark side of the Bible. So because you know, it is it is dark and it's gloomy. <laughs> there's know? a lot in there. Yeah, well, you know, it there's is, a lot of happy stuff it, too. It, and there's there's a lot of there's a lot of violence and death and destruction and and all of that. So. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a yeah. interesting place, and, and I've I've heard Christians say that's where you can learn about the characteristics of God, and if that's the characteristic of God, why would anybody want to worship such a monster? It, 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 it there's the Old Testament's a tough read. Yeah, so. well, let's go to the New Testament real quick here, Matthew mm-hmm. five eighteen through nineteen. This is uh, Jesus stating, "For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Therefore, anyone who sets aside one of the least of these commands and teaches others accordingly will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. That to me sounds like Jesus is saying, follow the Old Testament laws and you'll be cool with me and my dad. If you do not, and if you teach others, you won't be as cool. You're going to get a shack in heaven, not a mansion. Well, I think he's talking about the ten, the, the, the specifically the Ten Commandments. That we're Why would you think of. that, John? So I, I just that's that's my belief because you that, have to insert that word though, huh? You have to insert the word Ten Commandments because the the least of these commandments. But that's but these commands. But you that's have to the, inter- that's uh-huh. the law that they're speaking of. If you go, if you look how do you know Jewish, that? What, that's that's what I believe when I read the Bible. So it's so interesting. That's so interesting, belief, John. So, so. well, yeah, it was uh, Matthew fifteen one through twenty where Jesus gets mad at the Pharisees for not following the Old Testament laws mm-hmm. by stoning the children to death. Um, man, so can you point to a verse that says specifically besides that one where Jesus says the greatest of these? Um, can you point to one where Jesus says or Yahweh says, "Do not follow the Old Testament laws"? Is there a spot in there that says that? I no, I've never seen that. I've seen all kinds of stuff to follow the laws. Mm-hmm. I've even got stuff here in the New Testament that says it's not um, it's not hard to follow but the law. Not, but we're not bound by the law, and that's what it says in the Bible. So for the for this is the love of God that we keep His commandments, and His commandments mm-hmm. are not burdensome. Right, I mean, it burdensome. doesn't say the Ten Commandments; it says commandments. Okay, you know. So that make yeah. So that's all yeah, getting. It makes sense. I mean, but I just I I think that the Bible speaks about the Ten Commandments, and and that's my belief on that. So right, I mean, but you, that's my. Opinion. I understand that, John. So, totally, totally. So. But what I'm seeing, John, is is it's written something different, and you have to add to it the Ten Commandments part of it, because it just says commands and commandments. Commands. That, that's commandments. a very broad all of my commands. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to be uh, specific, that's a great word. Specific. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it would, too. it's such a ridiculous word. Yeah, if, yeah. if you wanted to be more specific, you should have put that in there, such as that. And I go to Deuteronomy 4, mm-hmm. 2, do not add to what I command you and do not subtract from it. See what I'm, I mm-hmm. see you doing, John, is adding to it or subtracting from mm-hmm. it. That's what I see. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't see it that way. <laughs> That's okay. So, so I mean, you, you mentioned the Old Testament as the dark side of the Bible. Is there anything specifically mm-hmm. in the Bible that you have an issue with? You know, it's it. You know, I didn't when I first started reading the Bible and looking at it. I didn't like the sacrifice stuff because mm. I didn't think you know that was that. You know, I thought that was pretty, yeah. Um, you know, horrific and gross. And and you know, I'm thank God we don't have to do that to mm. forgive our sins. Um, you know, and and so that that's 
you know, that's where I was, you know, when I was first learning it, that's, you know, that, that was tough to swallow. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a tough one, man. Yep. Like why would, yep. why would he create a sacrificial system in the first yep. place? Why would he require yep. bloodshed for forgiveness? Right. Hebrews nine twenty two. without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. There I don't no think that's a very good idea. Right. And right. then you go to Exodus 34, 20, no one is to appear before me empty handed. Like, right. wow. Right. <laughs> what, if, what if we did that to our kids? Hey, uh-uh, uh-uh, you must yeah. bring me gifts yeah, and not I mean, just well, any gifts. Not only gifts, but dead. you must... Well, I mean, you must bring a, a calf and sacrifice a calf. You know? Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, think about Abraham when he was going to sacrifice Isaac. Oh, you know, his son. You know, I Man. mean, could, you know, if the, if if the Holy Spirit told me to sacrifice my son, that'd be a tough thing to do. You know, you would not do it though. No. I okay. Good grief. Holy cow. <laughs> no, mean, don't listen you know? to the voices in your head, please. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I mean, you know, but he walked them all the way up to the altar, and then God said, "Okay, you're a faithful servant." So. Yeah, but he already knew his thoughts and heart, right? Mm -hmm. So Yahweh knew ahead of time that he wasn't going to do it, or he was going to do it, I mean. Well, he was going to do it. So Yahweh knew ahead of time he was going to do it. So why mm -hmm. did he need to test the man and, uh, and do all know, this? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. He knows our heart. Why does he test us at all? And it says, yeah. we're, you know, Exodus 20, 20 says that God has come to test you. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. so if he knows your thoughts ahead of time, but, but he, I think it's a faith test, you know, but why he knows so, if you're faithful or not. Well, I mean, I think he, he wants to see though. He, <laughs> to see if, he, he wants to see, you know, he's like Dr. So, Strange. He can sit there and do all the scenarios yeah, at once. Yeah. He already knows he can yeah. see it in his head. He's he all does, powerful. He does. But you know, that's, I, I, for me, that's where faith is based. I mean, cause you, you're going to go through tests and are you going to stay faithful and believe in what you believe? in what you've read and what you see in the Bible. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about my, faith. Spirit, my spirit, my spiritual mentor calls it the miss. Some of it's called the mystery box. Cause we don't know the answer, you know? So, and and, and that's exactly. John. Exactly. Yeah, There's a lot in there. We don't know, built. but when it adds exactly. up, but when it adds up, I don't put more faith on top of the stuff. I don't know. I don't just say, eh, I'm going to believe it anyways. I stop and go, well, Let's not just automatically believe this. There's a lot I don't understand, and a lot of it doesn't make sense, and there's a lot of it that I don't like, such as the sacrificing your daughter if she becomes a prostitute, like burning her alive, like not just sacrificing. Yeah. He wants her burnt well, alive. But, wow, this is I mean, the God you worship. In the Old Testament, yes. Yeah. That, Yahweh wanted mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Is Yahweh Jesus? Well, it's three and one. So, so Jesus God, wanted God, that. Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Jesus yeah. thought it was a great yeah. idea to burn a priest's daughter alive if she and sold he her body for money and sacrificed himself. So, kinda, so, kind. Yeah. He was gone for how he long? And, he he came and died for yeah, that. So cool. Lots of people die. Lots so of people changed, suffer and so to die. To me, see, that's where I say he changed that because we don't have to sacrifice somebody if they did something like that. Now right, she but, can ask for forgiveness, and she gets forgiveness through his blood that he shed on the cross. Did they not get uh, forgiveness through the blood of goats and lambs and, and, and rams? Sure. And so sure. why sacrifice her then if she can be forgiven through that? That's a, that's a good question. Yeah. And, and then I'm, why not I'm start not off with Jesus? And I'm, and I'm not a theologian, so I can't, I mean, I no. have to do some study on that. <laughs> so. not that I appreciate that. Um, but like, <laughs> why not start off with Jesus? Why start off with the sacrificing of things, you know, is not going to be, you know, that's, for that's you. a good question. You know, and I've asked myself that too, you know, is, is, you know, why did he fled the world? You know, I mean, yeah. You know, yeah. Why not change I mean, the hearts you know? for good instead and, of, and, you know, because I think, 
you know, it was a it was an attempt to make it to make it right. And it didn't work. And the only way to work was to bring Jesus down here and make him the ultimate sacrifice. So he attempted Yahweh attempted something that didn't work. Mm -hmm. And since he because of the, his failure, because, because of the, the sinful nature of the humans that create was created in the Garden of Eden because of the, the original sin was disobedient because Adam and Eve did not listen to what God's word was. And if they wouldn't have been disobedient and fell to the temptation of the Satan, we wouldn't even be having the conversation. Which he but knew were, would happen. But, but he, but they were disobedient. And so, you know. But he knew that was going to happen. Yeah. The second he, what, I, I guess always, I guess, never mind. He always knew, but he knew mm -hmm. the second he put his trees in that garden and then opened that back door to let the serpent in. Shoop. Come on in. Well, the serpent convinced the serpent them. Was, yeah, he was a but he was a he was a guardian angel who fell from heaven because he wanted to be equal to God. Again, so, God yeah. knew that was going to happen, and yet He created His own arch enemy. Yeah. And then to make it worse, He released him upon the world. He gave him the bad guy authority yeah. over His creation. And Satan didn't do this. God no, did that. So that we have to make a choice. Wow. Freedom of choice. So can I choice. get a freedom of choice without a bad guy? Holy cow, man. Let me let a, a murderer rapist into my kid's room. I'm going to let him in there because it's my kid's choice now. And that guy's choice. So it's just free choice, but I'm going to let it happen. No, I wouldn't say no, that. No, that's I mean, what I'm Yahweh does. He opens the door and lets the bad guy come into his mm -hmm. world willingly, knowingly. Mm -hmm. That's not a good thing, John. Well, I mean, it's it's because you have to. It's because you go to through faith, and you and you go into. Come you on. have to choose evil or good. Right. That's, so I'm not going to release evil just so my right. kids can make a choice between choosing evil or good, John. I mean, you you you're talking to your kids. I mean, but you're not going to release evil on them. But they still have a choice. Whether Jesus released evil on us. Well, I mean, but you're gonna you're gonna they're still having to make a choice. So without me releasing evil on them. So they can still make a choice without that happening, right? I mean, I guess they could. I mean Yeah. Wouldn't that be a much better idea? Well, I mean, could be. <laughs> I mean, that wasn't his plan. So it wasn't so. God's plan is to release the devil onto the world and then step into the last minute, Revelation says. So he's going to step in the last minute just before Satan and his army surround Yahweh's mm -hmm. favorite city. Then, then he'll step in. Mm -hmm. And then everybody, worship me. I stepped in. I saved everybody last minute. Come on, everybody. Come on. Worship yeah. me. Ah, that's ridiculous, John. That's not how reality works. Yeah. That's not how that's, good uh, heroes yeah. do things. Well, that's, that's, how, that's, that's what I believe, so. Satan. Let's get into this Satan guy. So you think he fell from heaven? Yeah, that's what it says. So why do you think that? Well, because he wanted to be equal as God. He wanted to be seated. He wanted to be God. And Where are you getting that idea, from though? Heaven. From the Bible. Well, okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to it. I, okay. I'm guessing it's Ezekiel 28.2, mm -hmm. right? On the prince of your heart, you say, I am a God, and you sit on the throne of a God in the heart of the seas, but you are a man and not a God. Did you read that last sentence? But you are a man and not a God. When you go into this whole thing about falling from heaven and all that shenanigans, it's, it's talking about a king of Tyre who's got so prideful and so rich and wealthy off, off of worldly stuff that Yahweh comes and, and sends him this lament. 
uh, in his, his poem to, to tell him how bad he is and how he's going to destroy him and whatnot. That's what it is. That's talking about a king of Tyre. Then the next one, the next one is Isaiah 14, 4 through 17, 4 through 17. Talk about the king of Babylon. You take up this taunt against the king of Babylon. The entire thing never changes. It talks about the king of Babylon. And then the third one referred to talks about the city, not, not, not Satan. There's nowhere in here. None of this talks about Satan. This, his name doesn't come up at all. The entire, the subject of this is the king of Babylon and the king of Tyre. So when Christians refer to Satan as falling from heaven, this is where the idea comes from. A misinterpretation of a very obvious lament towards physical people and kings. So, and then also nowhere in the Genesis story does it say that the serpent is Satan. It says it's the serpent is the most cunning animal, blah, 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 blah. But not once does it say that it's Satan. You have to go way back in the New Testament now, or way ahead <laughs> in the New Testament in order to get that idea and that concept, which is based off of old stuff, just mistranslated or misinterpreted or, or changed on purpose or whatever it is there. Well. But yeah, so Satan, mm -hmm. <sighs> regardless of his beginnings, God created him. I'm sure you're familiar with Job. Yes. Yep. This is and, a favorite and... of, of believers. You, you guys love Job. But, <laughs> but when I read Job, I see something completely different. Job starts off with Yahweh and Satan talking up in heaven. Yep. Heavenly realms or wherever it is. And, and the word Satan is used in Job. So It is. It, but yeah. it's, it, I think it's, it's actually translated incorrectly. It's supposed to be just the adversary. Um, in which they just give him the title of Satan because, hey, why not? Well, I mean, you know, let's anyway. just throw things around. <laughs> so anyway, so we, we can call him Satan. I'm fine with that. Uh, so Satan and God are up in heaven and, and God decides to boast to Satan. Hey, hey, you seen this guy over here, Job? Hey, have you seen John? John's a great guy. John loves me. No matter what happens to John, John will still love me and worship me. So then uh, Satan is allowed by Yahweh to ruin to Job's him. life, yep. kill his kids, his livestock, his servants. He slaughtered mm -hmm. them. Yep. And Yahweh's like, yeah, watch. He's still going to love me. Yeah, kill those people. They're nothing. I, wanna, I just yep. want to win this bet against, against uh, the adversary, against Satan here. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> and, then, and then when Job questions God, God says, where were you when I created things? Piff, piff. Like, that and then doesn't he comes tell back like a, and does it again and puts in, in, in even has physical harm on him but he can't does he him. bring yeah but does he bring back his kids no he gives them different kids those kids are yeah, dead is. does he bring yeah, back he to life the servants no those kids. servants are dead yep. yep they lost their life in a bet a heavenly bet well i mean you can look at it that way i think it's a how test would you look on at Job's it? faith i think it's a test on job's faith and he's trying to prove how faithful we you know that's what faith is but he knows job's opinion, so. but he knows job's faith he knows job is going to come yep. through this and still worship him yep so it's pointless. But but Satan Satan says he he will not. So so he gives. So he believes Satan. No, he gives from he gives Satan permission to test him. Right, but why? To 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 prove that Job has that kind of faith to show us that's the kind of faith we need in order to follow him. So this that's is all my, to show us, not opinion. Satan. Huh? This is all to show us what to do, not uh, that that you know through faith and we whatever. We have not to create. We have to have faith through all the trials and there and our tribulations. Yes. Weird. Yeah. He says he's trying to prove this to Satan, but you think it's trying to prove it to us. 
well, us I humans in the 20, 21st 21st century. century. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's weird. So if Yahweh wanted to do that, this is how, if I was Yahweh, mm-hmm. and I wanted the, the masses to know that this story was for them, I would start it off by going, hey, everybody, this message is for you to teach you mm-hmm. how to be faithful. But instead, what I get is a, a, is a disgusting heavenly bet made between Yahweh and a bad guy, where Yahweh oh, gives the bad your, guy that's control. Your, that's your opinion of it. That's not my opinion. So... And it's so, I don't get your opinion though, man. It doesn't make any sense. Well, like, I, don't, I'm reading I don't get the story. your opinion either. <laughs> I mean, we'll have to disagree. We'll have to agree to disagree because I don't get your opinion on it. Love so, it, man. I love it. So, so weird. So weird. All I right. Mean, and, and that's, that's, that's the, you know, that's where we have freedom of choice. And that's where we have, you know, we'll have to agree to disagree on that. Mm. So, cause that's, that's, that's how I see it. So. Mm. Gotcha. So let's, let's, let's end this with the faith discussion real quick here. Okay. I got to know more about your faith. How would you describe the word faith? Um, faith is believing in what you cannot see. Okay. Faith that's, is that's, believing in what you cannot see. Yes. Yep. Yep. And how is that different from make-believe or imagination? It's, it, it's because for me, it's, I believe that Christ came to the earth and gave his life for our, for, for our sinful, our right. sinful life. And so believing in that is the faith that I have. And that's what I'm saying. Cause can I see Christ? No, but, but my faith says that this happened and I believe that. And that's mm. what I choose to believe because that's the choice I made. And you're using faith to believe that. I'm using, yes, I have. So faith if I used make believe no, to believe that Spider-Man so is out the there listening. You uh-huh. say it's make believe. I say it's not. Okay. <laughs> you say it's like believing in Spider-Man. I'm saying it's not. Okay. I'm uh, my, my opinion is that is, that is what I believe that Jesus came and died for our sins. And I have faith in that. And I am saved because of that. And I have a relationship with God because of that. Okay. And that you, you believe in Spider-Man. I believe in Christ. I believe you believe it. hundred percent. No, yes. I, I believe you believe yes. it. That's not, that's not a problem. And so, so the question, and, and, and again, that's what I go back to Michael. I say, that's, you know, that's where we agree to disagree because that is what I believe in that. Right. My belief is what holds my faith. Okay. <laughs> Cause if I didn't believe that, I wouldn't have faith in it. You wouldn't okay? need faith. You wouldn't need that's, that, that make believe part yeah, of it to, but, to pretend that, that, that it's, it's real. Make believe, but it's not make It's not make believe to me. That's the difference. Right, it I understand it. To you, you but it's faith. not. It's not make believe to me. So, what's so, the difference between I mean, faith you use the term and pretending the term it's real? Make believe. Well, but you use the term make believe. To me, it's not make believe. I, I understand. Truly that. Believe that Jesus walked on this earth, and that's what I believe in. So, I understand it totally. So, what's the difference yeah. between faith and just pretending something's real, though? You're basing it off of nothing. There's there's no evidence. No, I'm You're basing it off. It off of, I'm basing it off. I'm basing it off what I've read in the Bible. Things you can't that's see. What I'm basing it off of. And the, th- and the things that I've learned through being in seminary school and that type of stuff. And that's what I'm basing it off of. Interesting. And that's what I choose to believe. So it's not make believe to me. So. Right. Well, I mean, when I look at the world, I mean, the tooth fairies, tooth fairies make believe. <laughs> so was talk- not hey, st- this Spider-Man's not make believe. He's real. He's, he's got what? Five movies now. <laughs> <laughs> I seen him swinging his webs in New York. I saw exactly. the whole thing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, <laughs> I mean, so, you know, but, but the, you know, that's, that's what I believe in. So, and I'm, and I'm going to hold that belief until I go till I die. So that's where, that's where my faith and my belief is. 
So <clears throat> faith and make believe. So, so <laughs> again, I just want to one last time, try this again. What is mm-hmm. the difference between faith and pretending something is real? I, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I really don't know because I just, you know, to me, I'm not making believe that Jesus is real. Okay. And if we're talking about Jesus, then it's not, it's not make believe to me. Okay. Okay. It's, it's real. It's, it's what I believe. And, and that's, that's where I'm at. You know, you use the term make believe. Obviously you don't believe in Jesus. Okay. Well, let me try and clarify a little more. And, and, and I'm not going to change my mind and I'm not trying to change your mind. You know, but I mean, it's, that's, that's what it, that, that you asked the question, what's the difference between faith and make-believe in me? There's nothing, there's nothing make-believe about Christ. Let's, let's, I want to dive a little more into it, try and help you understand a little bit where I'm coming from. So this relationship that you have, this real Mm -hmm. non-make-believe, non-pretending relationship that you have Mm -hmm. with this, I'm going to, I'm sorry, no offense, but invisible being. Yes. So you have a real relationship with an invisible person. Yep. And but you see, use he's your not faith. invisible to me. Well, he is uh, invisible to you. He doesn't show up to your birthday party, does he? But he, but he's he's when I say he's not invisible to me, in my heart of hearts, I believe that he walked on this earth. Now I can't see him because I wasn't right. there when he walked on this earth 20 centuries ago. That's okay? where the invisible part comes in, though. Okay, I get you. But okay, so he's invisible. But I have faith in that, that he was there and he did what he did for me. And that's why I have that relationship with him. <laughs> so, what is a relationship to you? What does that mean? It, it means a conversation. It means to, ha- to abide mm. by and to, have a, and to have a relationship and to abide by what it says in the Bible. And to be more Christ-like and to treat people the way Christ treated people. Yeah, um, burn those prostitutes at the stake yeah, jesus didn't do that jesus not is god on, not not when he was on earth so. <laughs> he changed he oh. had a drastic change when he came to earth yeah. you know what stop burning prostitutes i like this one i'm gonna start yep. well he did he's matter <laughs> i of changed fact, my he mind he, matter of fact he forgave two of them in the in there so 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 this relationship fact, you said you can converse with him now we talked mm-hmm. about how you converse with god and how mm-hmm. he converses with you would you converse that way with anybody else you have a relationship with would i talk to somebody else i have a relationship yep exactly. no 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 the way you talk yeah. to jesus and god where you sit in a quiet I, place and just I wait talk, for the holy I talk spirit to him just like i talk to you when okay, does I, he when talk pray, to you he, that way though does he talk to me that way he's he's in my mind i hear his voice yes so. john you just told me it was the holy spirit sending you thoughts now yeah, you hear his voice because the holy the holy spirit is in us if you believe in Christ, the Holy Spirit is dwells within you. And that's okay. how you that's how you're able to, to hear what he says. So what's okay. his voice sound like, John? Is it soft? Is it harsh? Is it raspy? It's it to me it's it's very soft. So hmm. yep. Hmm. So, yep. Doesn't sound like Morgan Freeman? No. <laughs> Although I would love have I would love to have Morgan read my audible. <laughs> That would be so cool. That would be cool. That would be cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> of course, uh, I don't think I could afford that. But no, no, I don't think he'd go but for that. Would either be super cool. But it would be cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, man. Well, I I thank you for your time today. I'm gonna kind of end it here. Any last okay. thoughts or anything you want to throw out there? I, you know, it's just, 
it, it, we, for your audience, I guess I'm not sure where your audience lies. I mean, I'm sure that they kind of side with you, but you know, everywhere. Faith, They're everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's, and it, it, you know, I appreciate the conversation because it is, we have to agree to disagree on some things and, mm. you know, it's, it's your belief is one and mine belief is another. And, you know, I'm going to stay fast in that belief and, and, you know, that's where I'm at. So. Gotcha. Thanks, man. Tell us anything. where you find your stuff. Um, I have a website, brokenandredeemed.com, and you can go, you can go to any other bookstore, um, Kindle or anything like that. And you can also find the book there. So awesome. Thank you so much, John. Take care. Stay right. safe out there. And we'll keep in touch. You too. All right. That's all the show there is for you today. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard and want to help keep the recording light on, simply go to patreon.com forward slash BSW the podcast and sign up to be a supporter of the show. Your episodic tithes of a dollar or more will give you access to the patron feed, unaired conversations, early access to each episode, and much more. For the latest events, BSW swag, and a peek behind the scenes, head on over to the show's ever-evolving webpage at thebiblesayswhat.com. The Bible Says What the book is out. Head on over to thebiblesayswhat.com and get yourself and your grandma a signed copy. Thanks to the cosmic powers of the internet, it is now possible to buy me a beer or coffee online. Simply go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash BSW the podcast and click the appropriate buttons. If you can't support the show monetarily, please like, share, and or leave a review. As always, you can find me at the Bible Says What Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or Instagram pages. You can also reach me at bswthepodcast at gmail.com. And no matter which platform you use to listen to your podcasts, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you won't miss out on the next episode. Until then, would you kindly pick up your Bibles and read them? From in the beginning to the musical apocalypse, this is The Bible Says What. I'm your host with the most errors. <laughs>